Okay, welcome to the Praxis Behind the Obscure podcast. And today I have a very special guest, uh, Rufus Opus, who is the author of The Seven Spheres. And he also um, has a variety of courses on a website called academiahermetica.com. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, cool. I want to make sure I get it right. But uh, it'll <laughs> be, you know, the links will all be in the uh, on, on YouTube and whatnot. So, um, yeah, for people who are not familiar with you, maybe... Can you give us a little bit about your background and how you got into esoteric and occult practices? Um, how I got into it was, well, I, I was raised as a Christian and I had a really good relationship with God when I was a, a young man. And um, I don't know, one thing led to another. I, I just always had a, had a taste for the, the occult and I started researching it and found out more about angels and whatnot. And, how it, mm-hmm. how it got us closer to God to actually do magic. So I, I started doing that and became a thurgist and um, mm-hmm. got into practical magic and started working with the spirits to create life, and my, my life at least, to influence it and make things work out the way I want them to. So, I, I mean, it, and it worked, and so I guess that's, that's sort of how I got there. <laughs> I found out a thing that okay. existed, and I liked it, and I tried it, and it worked, so... Mm-hmm. And you've joined like uh, you've joined the OTO and a couple other orders in the past, I believe, right? Yeah, I joined the OTO um, mm-hmm. in I want to say like 2011 or 12, maybe 13, mm-hmm. something like that. And um, yeah, I, I was in it for uh, until like last year or so, and then they asked me to leave because I I can be kind of outspoken and disagreed with some <laughs> of the leadership uh, decisions and said so, and they asked me to move on, and I'm agreed to go on my merry way because i mean what am i going to say no <laughs> no i want to stay you've been expelled no i'm not I'm no staying. i'm not <laughs> yeah. yeah so no, they didn't expel me i, I uh but they, they did put me on um uh persona non grata i was mm-hmm. I, I could probably request to be allowed back in if i wanted to in okay, fact so i was going to like but mm-hmm. I, I changed what? my mind like a, uh, it's a, kind of like a probation or something along those lines. Yeah, probably. If I went back, I'd have to behave for a little while. But this way, I don't <laughs> have to behave. And and honestly, I, I think that they're a, they're an organization that's moving in one direction, and it has very little to do with what I'm interested in. So there's really no point okay. in us to, to continue a, a professional relationship in any way, shape, or form. But I wish them mm-hmm. well, and uh, have moved on in life. <laughs> right. It's kind of like a bad breakup. <laughs> Yeah, your uh, values didn't align at, at this point, at least. So, right. yeah. I, yeah. Actually, the next time interviewing is a uh, member of the Japanese OTO in Tokyo. So, that'll, oh, cool. be, that'll be an interesting contrast. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, why I'm trying not to say anything bad about it because you never know when you're going to run yeah. into somebody else later on. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. And my experiences aren't everybody's experiences. They can, you, you know, a lot of people have a really great time with the OTO. So, I'm not going to give mm-hmm. them any crap. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So uh, recently, you've offered this uh, Severn Spears course, and uh, I actually read through your book. I think I got it last year, and I was trying to think before uh, calling you. I was trying to think how I found out about your book. It was actually through. Um, it took me like an hour to remember, but it was through. Uh, are you familiar with the YouTube channel Foolish Fish, where he reviews these like esoteric books and occult books? Have you ever seen that YouTube channel? No, I've never. I've never heard of Foolish Fish. I didn't even know I was, I was featured on it. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool channel because um, the guy just has passion for like really nice books. Like he orders, you know, all kinds of different occult books, and uh, 
he uh <laughs> the ones like uh he's reviewed some of the books i have and he'll he'll talk about the content and everything too but he's really uh what would you say he, he has a appreciation for fine binding and good quality covers and pictures right so for example uh like the skinner some of the skinner books which i have as well the uh, content is good but uh like the binding is horrible and so he'll just, oh. he'll just show you how like poorly glued it is but anyways uh, he he mentioned your book and uh, he gave a really good review of it. He really liked uh, the cover and the content and everything. And um, yeah, maybe I'll send you the link after that after this. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's how I found out about your book actually, and uh, ended up getting it and then working uh, through some of the with some of the spheres. And uh, I've had really good results with it. So that's why I figured it'd be great to have you on the podcast. I've done um, you know now because of the COVID situation. Um, I have a job, but I'm kind of, it's kind of complicated and I'm kind of like a freelancer. So, um, I am employed, but it's sort of a week by week kind of thing. My schedule changes kind of weekly and I sort of pick up gigs here and there and everything. Right. But, uh, since I've been working with the, uh, with Jupiter, right. Um, I've done it the past few times. I've done the Jupiter working through your system. I've, uh, literally, I think it's been within 24 hours. If not one time, I think it might've been 48 hours. I ended up getting calls and immediately, like within a day or two, gigs for like $500, $500, which oh. really, really helps, you know, it went in a one day of work, which is pretty decent by anyone's standards, right? And yeah, especially definitely. when, especially when, you know, COVID, with the COVID situation, work can be kind of, uh, you know, uh, cutting back or whatnot, right? So, yeah, I mean, I've had really good results with your system, and so I'm kind of curious what inspire you to put that book together and how did you you know go about um compiling the system was a, probably a lot of experimentation but maybe you can share a little bit about that well um <clears throat> okay yeah sure uh how did i write that book so we were we were we how do i start this um sarita dest i don't know if you're familiar with her she's a uk author occultist mm -hmm. She posted on Facebook something about if you're going to start a cult, what would it be? A modern day mystery <laughs> cult. And, I was, and somebody said, gents for Jupiter. And, and they would uh, hang out with uh, suits and, and good whiskeys and smoke fine cigars and, and smoky rooms and, and uh, create the world like bosses, you know? And I'm like, hey, that sounds awesome. And this was, God, like 2010, maybe? No. No, it had to be like later than that. Anyway, we got to talking. And um, that was earlier than that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we, 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 we formed this group of people, these magicians, who got together once a month, and we would uh, praise Jupiter. And I'd been doing the Trithemian, drawing spirits into crystals as a method of, of working with spirits. Um, I'd been doing that for a while, and uh, we added in the Orphic Hymn of to jupiter as part of our our worship of jupiter and and i put that in as a statement of intent at the mm -hmm. end of the conjuration of tzadkiel one day on a thursday mm -hmm. and it just it it just kind of felt like someone had turned on the shower you know turned on a faucet and just i was poured in this in this uh energy of 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 the planet as i put those two things together and i sort of stumbled mm -hmm. on it you know like you do all the best things in the occult. And mm -hmm. um, so I, I put that together for each of the other planets because the Trithemian system is a is a planetary magical system that's based on the days of the week, the seven uh, planets. 
So I put together the Orphic hymns for each of those planets and, and put them together into a book and it became uh, the Seven Spheres and that's it became an initiatory path. And what I'd originally t intended it to do was I, I would take these people who um, who had like businesses mm -hmm. and I would take their, their business logos and their like lesson or not lesson plans, their business plans, their their ideas or summaries that they had put together of their idea. And I would take it through each of these seven spheres, and I would conjure the archangel. I would present the materials of the, of their business ideas or whatever it was to them. I would explain what they wanted, and then I would read the hymn. I'd thank them and go on to the next sphere. And I'd do that over seven days, and I called it the business booster rate. <laughs> and I was charging like $1,200 for that. And people were going from having like... Um, uh, an income of you know a quarter of a million dollars a year to two million dollars a year, you know, and that's a, wow. that was the level of success that that we were dealing with with this stuff, and it was and it was great, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was doing Jupiter rites every every week, you know, every mm -hmm. Thursday I would go forward and 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 say this hymn, and just and it was just devotion, it was just a devotional act, and uh, yeah, wow, yeah. So that's that's how the book came out, and then it helped a lot of people, and it turned into an initiatory mm -hmm. system because instead of taking the business up and down the tree of life, we are the the seven spheres, the axis, moon, d, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Instead of taking the the business ideas, we took ourselves up and down because I noticed that as I was doing this for other people for the business rights, I kept going through these initiatory processes where, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was hard to miss, you know, I'm like being initiated mm -hmm. into Mars and like all these anger issues are coming up and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, oh yeah, Tuesday I did the Mars right. And mm -hmm. and you know, we started experimenting with um having people do it on purpose in order and mm -hmm. uh it just it became a thing that actually changed how we looked at things. And mm. Uh, um, and when I say we it was like me and a couple other magicians here and there, uh Suzanne Lydia Ills mm -hmm. and um uh, Theo Huffman and I worked with Soror ZSD23 for a while, and that mm -hmm. was a neat little cabal. And, and um, Jason Miller and I have talked over the years, and uh, uh, more recently I'm talking to like Rob Ryder Hill and a guy in Italy, and you know, mm -hmm. um, and all, all the, the lovely women of the occult, you know, <laughs> that I mm -hmm. enjoy their company with. It, it's, uh, you know, it, I say we, but it's always this group of magicians because I don't, I think it's really important that all this stuff didn't, um, didn't come into being in my own head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you ask mm -hmm. where it came from, I think it's, it's vital to important to, or vitally important to remember that it wasn't, it wasn't Rufus Opus operating in a, in a vacuum that came up with this wonderful idea. It was a series of events that just unfolded in my life as a result mm -hmm. of my interactions with other magicians, you know, that, it definitely was a, a spiritually conjured thing, but the spirits happened to be in the flesh. <laughs> so. Sure, sure. It's a very eclectic kind of process, right? Yeah, exactly. So, right, cool. I wonder uh, what uh, what drew you to the Trithemian uh, model of the art of drawing spirits and the crystals, <laughs> which is interesting because like a lot of the, you know, the planetary hour and stuff, all those things kind of come from Agrippa, but Trithemius was sort of his mentor from what I know. Right. And so, so you kind of went back even further, right? One, one, well, one up or one back, yeah. I, I did, I was clicking through esotericarchives.com and mm -hmm. uh, looking at Agrippa and I saw that, that Trithemius was on there and I was looking for a conjuration methodology that didn't 
require a lion skin belt, you know, that was a complete system <laughs> of conjuring spirits that was easy to do, you know, that you mm-hmm. could do in a relatively short period of time and that was authentic to the time period and who better than Trithemius who who was Agrippa's teacher as a, mm-hmm. a resource, you know, and that was before I learned that it was actually spurious and it was written by somebody else probably. And it was a, and it was a simple system and I liked it and nobody was using it and that was interesting because I was in uh, this I was in Aaron Leach's Solomonic Secrets of the Solomonic Grimoire's Yahoo group back when mm-hmm. we all exchanged information on the on the internet with emails. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so nobody on the group had had been working with it and I was asking questions about how about some of the ambiguous parts of the manuscript that I wasn't familiar with. And, and that's where I met Jake Stratton Kent and Aaron Leach mm-hmm. and uh, a guy named Todd Kiel who doesn't really post much online anymore. But they all helped okay. me and, and guided me along the way. And, and uh, we, we developed friendships as we discussed the things that we were finding with the spirits over the years. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was, uh, it, I don't know. But, yeah, basically it was because I was lazy. I was lazy and I was broke. And I, and I, I grabbed the, I grabbed the easiest, cheapest grimoire they had that was authentic to the time period, and I went with that. There you go, there you go. And since you were so, broke, you went uh, to the Jupiter instantly. Right? Went, yeah, exactly. You, went, you started exactly. At the Jupiter Gentlemen's Club. You're like, hey, then. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And I, and I took my laziness forward and I applied it to the Goetia, and it works fine with the Goetia. The, it's the mm-hmm. art of drawing mm-hmm. spirits. It can be any spirit. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, very interesting. Okay, so currently what practices, so we kind of talked about like you developing this system and, you know, a little bit about the course and work you've done with other people, but uh, I'm curious about your current practices. What do you currently do or practice and why why do you do that? Well, uh, this, um, at the end of the summer and into the fall, I, uh, I was exposed to um, COVID and I was stuck in my, mm. it, was a, it was a little tiny office and I was isolated for two weeks. And mm-hmm. I, um, for years now, I've wanted to, to make the Picatrix Seven Winds mirror. Okay. The, the mirror of the Seven Winds. It's from, it, uh, my, uh, Chris Warnock put it one together on uh, renaissanceastrology.com years and years mm-hmm. ago. And he made it look so easy. And I was like, I could do that. And I, I've been wanting to for years to investigate what the seven winds were about, because I know what, what the archangels are and the governors of the planets and the spirits and intelligences. And I understand about the genius loci and the, the choirs of angels and all these other things. But what are these mm-hmm. winds? You know, who are these aerial spirits? You know, in, um, in the uh, Kia Solomon, it talks about the aleatory on, on, the, on the planetary um, uh, talismans for the, the pentagrams for Mercury. I think it's the second. It's it's the aleatory is, are commanded by it, and they are spirits of the winds as well. So there, mm-hmm. I've got this this uh, Arabic system of planetary magic that has seven winds on it that are supposed to be material entities or influence the material world. And then I've got these, uh, um, the other winds, right? So I, I just wanted mm-hmm. the aleatory, and I wanted to see how they were connected and kind of like the descriptions of what the aleatory do and what the uh, seven winds and the picatrix do for the magician mm-hmm. are very similar. It's about ch- exchanging information and protecting things and making things to happen quickly and uh, moving people around and 
um, communicating, a lot of communication. It's very mercurial and it's very windy and it's very neat. But it's also um, like it makes the winds blow, you know. And <laughs> that was that was really weird, you know. Like the day that it was done, I, I followed the directions. I made this mirror and I made it out of just a bunch of crap I had in my office at the time. <laughs> It, it, it's not it's not to spec it says you're supposed to have a burnished mirror and all this stuff and it's a piece of paper and i instead of gilding it i drew in the right colors of of ink and put the names on it where they're supposed to be and i put some tin foil behind a hole so i could do some scrying on it and i mounted it mm-hmm. into this picture frame and i put it together and suffumigated it for the seven days and on the seventh day i i did the little prayer thing and consecrated it and and i looked in it and I swear to God, it was like looking into um, almost a three-dimensional uh, hallucination. <laughs> this little mm. spot of hallucination right in front of me, and I, and I couldn't, I would not, I wouldn't believe this for the life of me. Like two weeks ago, I, I mean, mm. not two weeks ago, but two weeks before I, I did it, I never would have believed that that was possible. And it was just, mm. it was just so intense, and nothing really was moving, and nothing was really there. And I'm not saying that I physically saw anything with my eyeballs, but the spiritual experience of that little talisman was was just so incredible that I've been uh, diving into that lately. And uh, yeah, I've learned a lot about the winds and what, what those spirits are. And that's probably if I if I have another book in me, that's probably going to be the next one I write. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like an interesting book, especially if you're journaling, you know, your experimentation and the process Mm -hmm. and what you're doing. Um, One thing I like about your writing is it's very much like when when I read it, it sounds like you're talking to me. You know, it's it's very calm. It's like a very conversational style of writing, which, uh, you know, makes it very relatable because, you know, there's all there's all kinds. I appreciate a variety of writing styles, of course, but uh, I would say it's very accessible. You know, it's very yeah, yeah, easy to dive into. Instead of you know, you're not trying to figure out, you know, what does he mean by this word? It's not, yeah, it's not a uh, it's not a linguistical puzzle yeah. like many other books can be, right? So I I'd like to say that I do that on purpose, but it's it's entirely possible that I'm just not that smart. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can retain information, but that doesn't mean I know what to do with it. So, <laughs> Boy, it's, no, it's written to people like me who can uh, actually process the information. And I don't know, it makes it more practical in a way for, well, you know, you know, honestly, a, I write it the a way wider I, audience, I would say. Mm-hmm. I definitely write it the way I'd want to read it. So that that's mm-hmm, my only mm-hmm. goal is, is if I if I like what I if I like it when I'm done, then I'm happy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. OK, um. All right. and, and speaking uh, as a writer, that's that's a very rare mm-hmm. experience. Just I, I don't know if that that sounds like like no kidding you. If you like it, you like it. But the thing is, is that writers don't like anything they write. So <laughs> that's actually sure. the, the highest standard. <laughs> just I, I don't know if that came across. Right, right, right. You re, you read back and you're like, ah, oh, I should have changed this. I mean, there's always you can edit forever, right? Like you can go yeah, back exactly. and yeah, yeah. That's why some books have like how many editions and how many. <laughs> you read a book and it's like five forwards from the, you know, the yeah. forward of 2017 it, and the forward 2012. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then you read mine and it's uh, <laughs> it's got like copy paste of Mercury in every chapter of every planet. That's how uh, bad the typos are. So. Yeah, anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the number of times I've had to say, no, it's not really Mercury. No, it's not really. You just replace that with the real planet. Yeah, it's a copy paste mm-hmm. error. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty More funny. Than one. 
Okay, um, this is a totally different type of question, but um, I think I listened to a couple of your other podcasts when you were on uh, some other other different podcasts, and um, I'm curious, what, in your opinion, or in your experience, perhaps, um, what would you say are like the top indicators that someone has had uh, knowledge and conversation with the Holy Guardian Angel? What what has been your experience with that, or what has been your conclusion on? maybe some signs or some indicators perhaps yeah there's there's a smell uh <laughs> that uh that when you smell it um you say blessed is the day of the lord is how they explain it in opera melon but mm-hmm. it's um it's it's very much like a smell it's this this sensation that you get uh if you've ever smelled a pregnant lady's breath you know like that hormonal <laughs> spiciness it's mm-hmm. like that, but it's kind of also mixed with um, something really sweet. Like for me, it was blue raspberry. Mm-hmm. But it's this—it's this mix of something sharp and pungent, and something that's also very um, sweet and delicious. And and it, and it's an actual smell that you smell. And that—that's what I. That's that's the only like real tangible thing that that we all seem to have in common. <laughs> Hmm, okay. So, I mean, it, 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 that's like the weirdest mm-hmm. part. But I mean, mm-hmm. you can usually tell just by talking to someone for a little while if, what where they're at with it. But there's a lot of mm-hmm. social cues and and inside jokes that people get who have done it that contribute to all that. But the only real like um, objective way to tell, I think, is is asking them to describe the smell or ask them if there is a smell or <laughs> it's weird. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Is that, um, is that the way you had in mind, or did you, were you asking about a different aspect of it? Because, I mean, there's so many ways to answer that, and that's the only, like, objective, objective thing. And it's so dumb. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a smell. You, you know, you can smell the spirit on them, and, you know, <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> right. Right. But it, no, what I was, Abraham what I was of Worms is... wrote that. It's not my fault. <laughs> right. Well, when you mentioned, like, a blueberry smell, the first thing I was thinking is, like, what about somebody who lives next to an IHOP that they're serving blueberry? It's <laughs> just like, oh, I think I yeah. think I completed it. I think I'm there. <laughs> well, and and how much yeah. of that was just because you know I I got KNCHGA on my on my couch when my kids were like three and four, and I'm always afraid that I'm going to find out that they had a blueberry lollipop in the couch somewhere <laughs> and I just didn't know about it. <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. Okay. Um, all right, so, yeah, what are some, like, uh, so we kind of mentioned that you're working with the Picatrix and everything, but you also have, uh, it's been maybe, when did you launch Academia Hermetica? It's been pretty recent, like a month ago, oh, maybe, yeah. perhaps? About a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be, the, like, a, what I wanted to do when I put it together was was create a open mic sort of place where people like myself who um, have something to teach or something to share that they think is interesting can get together and share it with the community. But mm-hmm. so many of our, our like it's really popular right now in the occult community to have um, to be part of these classes because everybody's hungry for more knowledge and we all we really appreciate we have this whole group of people that can teach uh, very practical uh, uh, methodologies that like when I was when I was first getting into the occult we didn't have anybody like we have today like Jason Miller and um, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Grail. Uh, uh, the Blackthorn School of Teachers are, are great. Um, I'm working with a, a handful of other people that are also great teachers. 
you know, and, and there's just so many good resources available from people who do the magic and you've seen it work in their lives. They've transformed mm-hmm. themselves from something that, that they didn't used to be into something that's more pure and more effective and more efficient. You know, um, mm-hmm. you, you can see that the work is, has had an, a result in their lives and they're, and they're all standing around ready to, to just share their wisdom or their experiences or their steps along the way that they've taken. And it's really cool. It's, it's not... Um, it's not like I've. I believe that based on this Kabbalistic interpretation of Odin, that <laughs> Lou is also Helios, and it's not. You know, it's not tables of correspondences magic. It's. Uh, it's right. I made this. I said this spell from the Greek magical papyri, and uh, these two people hate each other now. And it's not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there's no judgment, there's no moral values or anything, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, hey, look at this neat thing that I can do. It, it, and it's, mm-hmm. you can do it too, just here's how. And, and it's just this, this right. sharing of information that, that I, w- I really want to see happen at Academia Hermetica over time. But um, mm-hmm. pretty much everything is hermetic that we study in the, in the Western mystery traditions. It's either mm-hmm. directly hermetic or two or three degrees away from it. So that's why I picked Academia Hermetica as the name, the academic uh, branch of hermetics. But mm-hmm. so and far, cur- it's just currently, me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, you're planning on recruiting some other uh, friends of yours or other uh, practitioners or whatnot, right? Yeah, I've got dozens, dozens mm-hmm. of people lined mm-hmm. up. And, and everybody has a story to tell and everybody has something to share. And mm-hmm. I mean... You know how you said that it's easy to read my writing? It's mm-hmm. easy to talk to me, too, apparently. And people, I, 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 I don't know, people like to talk to me about things, and I have a lot of really cool friends. And mm. uh, they share things with me that they don't necessarily think are that important or valuable. Um, I have a reputation mm-hmm. in the community as being some kind of cheerleader for people. And I think it's that people don't appreciate what they bring to the table. And I point out how cool something is that somebody does, and they're like, oh, it's not that great. And I'm like, no, seriously, it's that cool. And then I tell other people about it, and then then, then the people realize, oh, my God, I actually do something that's really cool. You know? Mm. And there's a... I don't know. There's this, this self-abnegation um, that goes on with most people most of the time that I don't, I, I don't put up with, I guess. You know? You know? Mm. I mean, it's just... Anyway, being encouraging is easy, and I think that Academia Hermetica is going to be a great way to get more people in touch with people who are really good at doing things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like there's a lot more synergy going on. There's a lot of different. Um, I think part of it is like podcasting as well. There's different guys like uh, Jason Agu- Jason Augustus Newcombs having a lot of different people on and having these very engaging conversations with people from various backgrounds and sort of discovering their experiences and praxis and like you said other other um schools and people just coming together and working together less so in like i'm in this lineage and you're in this order and more like let's see what like kind of like what you're saying like let's see what everyone can bring to the table and you know learn Mm -hmm. from each other and grow together and you know sort of uh you know make something special with what everyone has to bring to the table so um, as far as your uh, Academia Hermetica, is there any, like, if you could think of, like, maybe a few um, courses that you would really like to develop or maybe even have other people work on or 
work on them together with somebody. What are like a few courses you, maybe you're in the development of it now, or you would really like to, um, you know, launch Talk. within the next year or so? Oh yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got dozens. So there's, mm -hmm. there's my stuff I, I want to work on is um, Goetic, Goetia related, uh, mm -hmm. Grimoire Conjure stuff. I've got three main branches I want to work on there with um, um, the ancestors uh, and and the dead, and so uh, necromancy I guess is is a nice way to put it. Uh, the genius mm -hmm. loci, the spirits of place. Um, there there are so many of those around that are that fall under the purview of the Mansion of the Moon and um, the Third Goetia uh, that are just completely different than, than what we've expected or what I expected mm -hmm. going into it. So uh, it's I'm interested in sharing that information. And um, of course, the, the working with demons methodologies of working with what are traditionally classified as demonic entities. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's time to have a, a more practical uh, approach or voice in the community. I, I like... I like what other people are doing with it, but there's nobody. There's nobody that's just um, just nuts and bolting it. You know, it's it's a lot of faith and belief and wow, woo woo, and I mean that's fine. <laughs> it's just, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I hope you know what sure. I mean. <laughs> and it, sure, there's room sure, there's sure. room for multiple voices and approaches in the occult. But yeah, that, mm. that's what I'd like to work on. But the uh, the things I, I've got other people um, tasked with, I've. Uh, Sora Mem is a Golden Dawn person. That's uh, uh, recently become my girlfriend, but that's beside the point. Um, mm -hmm. She she's uh, working on a medical and uh, natural set of courses that she's presenting at uh, Gray's Academy, I think it's called, or Gray's School. It's another mm -hmm. occult um, resource. Uh, she's going to be doing some classes from that at Academia Hermetica. Um, oh, cool. Uh, Harper's doing some uh, inf information on ritual purity, and uh, Allison Tchaikovsky is is going to be doing a. I'm really excited about this. She's doing a thing on um, mm -hmm. the Greek magical papyri, and her practices oh, and what she's experienced with that, and that's going to be super mm -hmm. in depth. She's the one that does all the talismans for um, from uh, the Greater Key of Solomon. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sharing mm -hmm. her stuff all the time online, but she's she's really amazing right. with her effectiveness at magic. So she's agreed to yeah. do a class. Um, Sarah Mastros mm -hmm. is on my list of people to uh, to get to present, and um, uh, I don't know. I've, I've got I've got lots of people, but over the next year, I'd like to spread out as many as get as many people speaking as possible, get as many voices heard as as I can. Big names, small mm -hmm. names, all names, no names. Awesome. Awesome. Do you have like an email list or how should people follow you? Should they look it up on Facebook or is there something they can sign up for to sort of keep up to date with the latest stuff? Yeah, if you go, if you go to academiahermetica.com, uh, the main page has a sign up for a newsletter. Uh, mm -hmm. And we just haven't started doing anything with it yet. And Academia Hermetica is not just me. It's, it's me and um, I want to say at least two or three other people that work really closely together on this. And, and uh, it's not it, any effect, any effectiveness that I have that's good. I'm totally going to share all the credit then, but if it fails, I don't <laughs> want to name names. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> right, right. Well, if it's successful, it's just you. If it fails, oh, it was that guy in this game. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's not. It's the other way around. That jerk in IT. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. No. More accountability, no, these are, these right? Are, these are people I like, so. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, well, uh, I really enjoyed the conversation and looking forward to, you know, the next stuff you're putting out. I'm really curious about that Pikachu stuff you're talking about that really um, grabbed my attention. So, yeah, it's um, very exciting. It, it's, it definitely makes yeah. the, the arm here stand up just thinking about it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Well, thanks for uh, joining, and until next time.